Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. everyone. Hope you're having a good week. Overall, with regards to Bravo exclusively, I felt like the headlines this week were a little bit calmer than weeks past. The only kind of big stories that I've been watching are, of course, Erica Girardi getting served with papers on a $50 million lawsuit at LAX upon returning from vacation with Lisa Rinna and Diana Jenkins. That was definitely juicy footage to watch, especially Lisa Renna trying to figure out exactly what had just happened. I could watch that over and over again. And then the other kind of Bravo news is that Chef Rachel is just burning it all down to the ground from below deck. She tweeted, (laughs) cheers to the most narcissistic twat. And then it was a article about from Bravo TV about Austin Kroll from Southern Charm. And through a series of Instagram stories, she basically tells her side of the story, which is that Austin and Shep were down in Florida, and she met up with them. She lives in Florida. And it sounded like they were doing cocaine and drinking and being general assholes. And she didn't party, quote unquote, meaning do drugs. And I think that made them uncomfortable because they're like, well, is she going to tell anyone that sort of a kind of attitude, I guess. And they were just jerks to her. And then when they saw her at Upfronts, when they were all filming in New York, They, I guess, like hit her bags on the ground or threw her bag on the ground and were rude to her. But when she posted this tweet, someone from Bravo PR reached out to her and was like, can you take that down? We try to have our talent support other talent. um, And if anything, just don't say anything negative about other talent. And she did not like being told what to do. And so she's like, screw it. I'll no longer be associated with organizations I don't believe in. I'm not going to go to BravoCon like all of the stuff and kind of threatened to tweet a whole lot of other uh, tea about filming. I think she also alluded to the fact that the cast of Southern Charm gets paid a lot more than the cast of Below Deck, despite Below Deck being a much higher rated franchise. That's actually really interesting. I've always wondered about that because there seems to be new people each season on Below Deck, it would make sense that they kind of start with lower salaries and they also only film for, I guess, six weeks at a time. But it is a 24-hour day, so I think that that's really intense. But for all of the other casts, it's like the longer that they are there, the more money they can accrue in their salary. And it feels like no one from Below Deck really gets that opportunity, aside from a few people like Kate Chastain, who stayed for six seasons. So would love to know what you guys think of this Chef Rachel versus Austin Kroll feud. Um, it's certainly uh, juicy and interesting. And I'm kind of waiting to see if Bravo just lets it fizzle out or if they take action against her for, I guess, violating whatever terms that they have with their contract with her. 
My guest this week, guys, and hard pivot, but (laughs) my guest, Justin Sanford, is so funny. I had the best time talking to him. We covered all the shows, the housewife shows that were on this week, from Atlanta to Beverly Hills to Dubai, and he made me laugh so hard when we were talking about Drew throwing the dog bone at... Sheree's friend Fatoum. Oh my God. He called it stupidly incredible. And there were a number of stupidly incredible things that went on this week that we saw, including, you know, <laughs> Erica getting served at LAX for sure. But Diana Jenkins' fiance Asher singing, that was. <laughs> I don't know. I I rewound it so much I could not stop laughing. But the one thing that I have been wondering about on Beverly Hills is, is anyone going to bring up and is specifically Crystal going to bring up the stuff that Erica said to her about her eating disorder at some point later this season? Because I feel like we just kind of glossed over that and I mean, she essentially said, oh, I think you should just take a laxative or it's better to take a laxative. And then, uh, you know, something you don't say in general, and especially to a person struggling with their eating disorder. But then she was like, oh, she can't have a chicken nugget or whatever because she has an eating disorder. Just saying a lot of asinine things. And I I wonder if it's going to get brought up at some point in the future. And I had mentioned this before, but I'm really hoping to get someone on the podcast who has expertise in eating disorders to talk through both how Crystal's story was told, but also how eating disorders have been discussed on Bravo in other seasons and on other franchises. I find it just a really sensitive topic, and I would love to know more from an expert about, you know, the appropriate ways or the better ways to support a friend through something like that. Uh, And it feels like the women didn't necessarily have the tools or know the right thing to say, or maybe didn't even care to say the right thing. I don't I don't know what their intent was, but their impact did not appear to be great. So if any of you know someone who is a therapist that works with people with eating disorders, or researches eating disorders or just has a background in psychology in this, um, please let me know. I would love to interview them and just kind of get their take on what was shown both with Crystal's story, but also Jackie's story. I just feel like they were handled so, so, so differently on the shows, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it. All right, guys. It is a great episode today. It's basically 90 minutes of Justin and I just chatting all things Bravo. We had such a good time. I laughed a lot. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please go and give it a five-star rating and leave a kind review. If you have any feedback at all, kind feedback, constructive feedback, I always love hearing from you. You can reach out to me directly in my DMs at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram and Twitter. And I hope you have as much fun listening to this episode as I did recording it. We're going to take a quick break and then back with Justin. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I am here with Justin Sanford, who you all may recognize from Housewives Twitter. <laughs> and he's just so funny and has a lot of hot takes. And I was like, I need to get him on the podcast. Justin, how are you doing this morning? I am great. How are you? Good. Can you explain your Twitter name? Like you yeah. go by like Warthog. Warthog Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the goal is always you know, you see these accounts that just have really funny uh, user handles, you know, that are like a, a spin on like a housewife's name or like a funny moment or, you know, turtle time, something like that. So I've always wanted a funny one. And Kenya Moore, and I'm, of course, cannot remember who she's talking about, which is embarrassing, but was talking about one of the wives saying she looked like Barbie. And she said maybe warthog barbie and i just found it incredibly (laughs) stupid and funny and i thought you know what i'm gonna go look and see if that's available and it was and it has stuck oh my gosh i love kenya so as of late like the last few years i've definitely become team twirl i've always been team twirl it kind of it's a roller coaster but i'm 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 staying on it you're staying on it okay i mean i'll call her out if she does something Uh, absolutely i'm not ridiculous but i'm not blind but to it but yeah okay so you say you're not blind but in your twitter (laughs) handle or in your bio you say that you are a stan of Catherine edwards teddy mellencamp and tom girardi (laughs) yeah Tom's innocent. Okay. I don't know what everybody's <laughs> talking about. He's innocent. <laughs> but Catherine Edwards. I listen truly in, and, and people think I'm like trying to be funny or, or, and like yanking their chain or whatever. I love some of the underdogs and the, in the less popular ones. Okay. I love Catherine Edwards. She, should have never been a housewife. She came in like halfway through the season, you know, and she knows she only was cast because of the OJ connection, but I loved her. She was, I think I liked the normal ones, which goes against everything housewives is about, but she, I don't know. She was beautiful. Her husband was nice to look at. She was filthy rich. She, you know, didn't, didn't go on with an agenda. I mean, she was like, Hey, I don't like Faye Resnick. That ain't going to change and we'll deal with it. How we deal with it. I just, I don't know. She was just a breath of fresh air and coming off that, that, you know, season five was so crazy. I was like, I don't know. It it was just kind of a nice change and I like her and I just wish she would make appearances, but I know she's too good for that and I'm not mad at her for it. (laughs) So who who else do you think is like an underdog that you, aside from Teddy Mellencamp, because we don't. We don't really have to visit that. I know. But listen, my one sentence spiel on Teddy is I'm not saying she was an amazing housewife per se. She was never going to last 15 seasons. But had it not been for Teddy Mellencamp, the last three, those three seasons of Beverly Hills would have not gone on as organically, if you want to even call it organic, but they would not have 
gone on like they did if it wasn't for her. So I just have to thank her for her service, but I get the hatred. Yeah, I, I don't hate her. She's just one of those people that's so annoying. Totally. And I and I she doesn't bother me as bad as she bothers others, but I but again, I, I get it. I'm pretty I try to be, believe it or not, pretty open minded even if like you have a wrong opinion, that's your wrong opinion. It's okay. <laughs> you know, but I I just think plus I'm not an LVP fan, so so the fact that Teddy was not afraid it was a little messy, but the fact that she wasn't afraid to go against her, I was like, I can respect that because all these other women just kind of like, we don't like her, but we're going to kiss her ass behind the scenes. I I don't know. I just can appreciate Teddy a little more. I, I, you know what? I think I appreciated her more on the show than I do now that she's off the show. Mm -hmm. The way she's behaved since getting off the show is like, she can't, she doesn't have her own life. Everything is the show still. I, so I'm kind yeah, I'm on the fence on that one. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, like you got to get a hobby and, and do something else. But then on the other hand, I don't know what some people, the people that hate her, like to, you know, such a strong degree. I'm like, what do you expect? If I was on housewives as a guest appearance, I would be a Dana Wilkie. I would be talking about it (laughs) for 15 years. So it's like, it's annoying. And like Dana is another one. She drives me insane. But I'm also like, I don't know what I expect. Like, even if she's not grasping at the fame, which, I mean, they all are, but that's their life. And they did something that we would, I mean, we're sitting behind a keyboard talking about it. I would be talking about it till I'm blue in the face. So does she need to kind of diversify and move on to some other stuff? Sure. But I'm not mad at it. And she has a great podcast with Tamara. So I'm like, hey, she has good tea. She has experience with it, so she can kind of explain it in a way that the average viewer is not going to know. So I'm like, eh, like it's working for. It might be a little annoying, but I'm like, hey, more power to you. It's a good attitude to have towards housewives and ex-housewives. I I should adopt no. a more open-minded approach. <laughs> She's just something about her irks me. I feel like she shouldn't talk about Beverly Hills because she can't be objective she she's not uh, especially with like the erica and garcelle stuff and i get it she's not gonna like garcelle so i don't expect her to be but i'm like lady there are times that i mean erica could run someone over and she'd be like but what did garcelle do to cause that and i'm like no exactly that's it's like when trump said he could like shoot someone in the middle of fifth avenue and people would still vote for him oh uh, yeah like their blind support for Erica is just feels like when she yelled at Garcelle's son, it's like, come on. Is this, is there no limit to her poor behavior that you're afraid? To, why are you so afraid to call her out? Erica has something on those women. I'm she telling does. you, she does They have told her something. I think it has to do with the show or I don't know, but I can't even imagine something that, I mean, I'm sure there's some juicy stuff we don't know about the show. Don't get me wrong. But there is something she has on those women for them to defend. And I'm not saying don't defend her. I mean, I believe they're friends with her in real life. Defend her. But especially when you know they know the the backlash they get online, what does she know? What does she know? That's a good-ass question. I feel like she knows a lot about Lisa Rinna, too. Uh. 
Uh, well, well, we'll get there. I first yeah. wanted to dive into Atlanta and kind right. of go through things in chronological order this week. Uh, <laughs> we've been starting with Beverly Hills a lot, but I want to start with Atlanta. And I know you're okay. a big fan of this show. Yeah. So how are you feeling about the Marlowe versus Kenya of it all, both this season, but also what we saw this week? Okay, so this season, um, this season, I, I have I enjoyed it at first. Okay, I mean, we watched this show for conflict, and Kenya brings great conflict, and Marlo brings great conflict. There, there's a reason she has been on the show, friend or full time, for a reason for so many seasons. This week. It was a little, it was a lot dirty. It was very dirty. And I don't, they, I mean, uh, I'm getting jumbled. They take it to a point that is too low, both of them. Mm-hmm. I think Marlo, I think I have a little more disdain for Marlo because it's been seasons past that she has done all this. You know, when they flash back to like when she said, even your own mother doesn't want you. Give me a break, man. It's like, it's so dirty. You can talk about a thousand things with these women and still cut them deep. But you're talking about her mother, who you know she has, you know, all these abandonment issues and she's shown it on the show. And then you want to flip and Kenya shouldn't have done this. But then when Kenya makes a comment about your about your nephews, which the delivery was wrong. The message wasn't wrong, but the delivery was horrible and it should not have been said, period. But and I'm the, like, the timing, I guess, maybe. Sure. But I'm like, she didn't lie. And I don't say that to defend it, but I'm like, you, you played up the dramatics of kicking them out. You said it in a way that I kicked them out when really you did, but you wanted this reaction from viewers and sympathy and from the other wives. But then when you start explaining the story, well, I just needed a break. and blah, blah. Well, that's not how you made it seem. You made it seem like pack your bags, you're leaving in 10 minutes, and you ahead. ain't coming back. I mean, so that's like, I don't know what I think I'm- she said to them. That's how she told the story. And I just think there is no excuse for that kind of behavior. If you need a break and you didn't plan on being a mother and you are now in this situation and you are having mental health struggles – fine but you set up a place for them to go where they can Mm -hmm. be safe you let them know that it's temporary that it has nothing to do with them that it has to do with you and you're focused on your own well-being and as soon as you are doing better they will be back with you that's all she had to do but she doesn't have the emotional intelligence to be able to communicate that kind of a thing she just reacts based on how she's feeling and you can't do that with children. Right. And then send, you know, and, and I just sending them with her sister and I understand at least she's sending them somewhere where she knows they'll be taken care of, but with your, with her sister who already has two kids in an apartment and then talking about, well, I'll wire you some money. I'm going, if you're as rich as you seem, send her some money now, you know, unless you're going to wire like this big, big chunk of change. But I just, yeah, I think she, while she did everything she said she did, I, I, you know, the downfall of all these women, I don't care if they're your favorites or not, is they play up the dramatics 
for the show and then it bites them afterwards because you're sitting there. I kicked them out. Well, what do you expect these women to think? They're going to think you kicked them out permanently. You're done with them when really you're then you're backpedaling saying, well, I needed a break. They're going to come back in a month. To think. No, that's not how you pitched it. And now you're feeling the wrath and you're trying to scramble to get out of it. And I'm like, um, I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. It's such a nasty thing to do to like bring that drama and that storyline in about the boys. And yes, it is going on in her life too, but putting them up to being mm-hmm. on camera and then kicking them out of your house, it's yeah. just a nasty thing. And, you know, if she needed help, there's different ways to ask for help. That's all I'll say about that. And I think, you know what, Kenya, as someone who has experienced it, is for sure going to have an outsized reaction to what Marlo did. She had been kicked out of the house, too, when her grandparents were tired of taking care of her. You know, again, a group of people like who didn't plan on having a child at that time in their life. You know, it's it's. uh, okay. is Sonia. The new bone collector. I don't think she set out to be the new bone collector (laughs) because I really do believe, and I try to watch this show one. I mean, I get invested. Don't get me wrong, but I try in recent months have tried to really watch it just for entertainment, but also trying to keep a little, uh, I don't know the word humanity in my brain of like, you know, these women are, are they're in a situation we're not normally in. Maybe that's how they act. I think Sonia at first really was just bothered by it because she made a good point. Kenya's saying all this stuff. She's deeply offended by what Marlo did as she should be. But then you're coming to her trip and you know, you're already in a bad headspace coming into the trip. Now on, you know, at first I'm like, well, that's what we watch this show for. You want this craziness. But then I'm like, she makes a good point. And so I think she really had good intentions at first. But then I think once it was told to Marlo and how it was told to Marlo, I'm like, yeah, you you maybe took a little pleasure in it. And then they get themselves in trouble because, of course, what do they do? They cut to her confessional, which obviously is filmed weeks, months later. But she's going was I being messy? Well, no. And then she's kind of giggling and grinning. I'm like, well, even if you weren't, nobody's going to buy that excuse now. Yeah. It's so interesting watching Sonia kind of navigate this because it's weird. You can't quite figure out where her loyalties are, but she seems to find joy in sharing like crap with other people and they made it seem like kenya she made it seem like what kenya said was way worse i think kenya was Mm -hmm. basically saying this isn't okay and i'm sharing this because of my own life experience right not just like i'm gonna go and talk crap about someone in our friend group it wasn't like that she was they downplayed her life experience in it and yeah i don't know how i feel about sonia i feel like I want definitely want more seasons of her, but she's kind of flip flopping a lot. She's waffling, you know. I can, I can see that. I I have enjoyed her. I think she, for whatever she has been a a real natural fit to me. Like you can tell, she's trying to, you know. Of course, all these women are trying to find their their footing and who they vibe with. But I but I find that 
and it may not make any sense, but I almost find it. She's not trying to fit in. If that makes sense. She, she just has kind of been natural. She, even if she's not super close with every single one of the ladies, she's, she's been a good time. She's funny. She's a good amount of shady, but I think the minute she talked to Sheree, I was like, Sheree, I just had this talk with Kenya. That's when, even if she had good intention, I'm like, eh, that's where it fell to the wayside. And why did Sheree go talk to Marlo? Sheree didn't even know what was said. <laughs> Sheree's trying to earn that paycheck, and I love her for it. I mean, oh, I'm God. unapologetically a, a huge Sheree fan, so I'm like, even when she has nothing going on, I'm like, yeah, you you go do that, Sheree. You know, like, get your camera done. I like Sheree, too, but something is wrong with her. Like, I know something's wrong with all of us, right? <laughs> but, like, something's very deeply wrong with her in that – when she is given choices, she makes usually the worst decision possible in whatever scenario. Like her making the decision and doubling down on Tyrone for all of those years, despite kind of obvious signs mm-hmm. that it wasn't a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, fine, blinded by love, whatever it is. But with She by Sheree, her business decisions are so awful that it's like, and it goes back like more than a decade. You have Candy Burris on your cast. (laughs) And and, and who's your friend? Yes. And would help you and all. I mean, Candy's not just, I mean, Candy's done well because she doesn't take crap. She's not going to do it all for free. But when, when they were having that conversation in the kitchen and, you know, she's going, when Candy Burris is giving you about, I'm going, yes, like lean into that. Like, I'm not saying Candy's going to do everything, but Candy is successful in any and everything she does. And you're just going to kind of sit there and take some advice in the kitchen. I'm like, follow up. Right. It's it's like, why can't she monetize this brand that is probably the most popular brand on Bravo? Right. right. And I'd buy it. I, you could sell me a keychain for 25 it. bucks. I'd buy it. Same. I just want something that says she by Sheree on it. Yoga mat. I don't even do yoga. Sure. Fine. Right. Like <laughs> I will if I have a she by Sheree yoga mat. Exactly. You know, like. Exactly. And it's driving me crazy that I feel like she has these what I would consider sort of obvious good choices she could make in front of her and she just like goes left and makes the wrong one time and time and time again. And I don't like, I think she's a good person. I think she's trying. It's just, I don't know. And you know what? That also makes her incredibly watchable. Oh, and she's one of the rare few. She reminds me of, in a a very twisted sense, she reminds me of a Robin from Potomac. Uh Robin is going on her, what, seventh season this upcoming season? And Mm -hmm. has had the same storyline for almost seven seasons about her marriage. (laughs) I mean, Sheree is one of the so few true. that could be dragging on She by Sheree all these seasons, and we're still like, and she's still here, and we're still like, yeah, like, I love it. Like, oh, wow, you don't have fabrics? That's great. Like, I'm still buying into every single moment. But if any other housewife tried that, we'd be like, really? This is her fifth season of doing this. I'm tired. I hate it. There's a, but Sheree, I'm like, I could watch it for three more seasons. Right? Like, we've all gotten tired of Luann's Cabaret. People were excited in the beginning, but people are over it now. Mm -hmm. She by Sheree. I mean, this is going back to like 2009. 
a fashion show with no fashions. We are 13 years out and still oh waiting yeah. on new yeah. fashions. And we're just like, give them to us, Sheree, please. <laughs> I want her to have them done. I need her to have something before BravoCon because you know people are going to be lining up. And if she doesn't have anything before BravoCon, she's done. That's the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Are you, you're going again, right? not oh you're not it's not. very exp- it's a, it's expensive to be alive right now yes and between plane tickets and i'm very sad i'm 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 i went to the first one i i'm so glad i made the first one and can i shamelessly plug at BravoCon one if you want to follow along on instagram that's our group's the uh, BravoCon instagram that we post to during BravoCon. Oh, definitely. Shamelessly plug whatever you want. I'm so jealous. That first BravoCon, I tried so hard to get tickets. I had three browsers open at the same time, and uh, everything was sold out. And this time, I have a wedding. Well, you know what? There will be a second one, okay? You can go to BravoCon. A third, a fourth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I feel like that first one was magical, and I would have like forked over the VIP. Yeah. You know, because it's... So- that that would be my biggest piece of advice. Now I got I got tickets through the regular. I didn't have to buy secondhand or you know upsold, but I got general admission. My biggest piece of advice for anyone that's going or wants to go is splurge for VIP because okay. the lines. I mean, obviously, if you go, you want pictures with people. The mm-hmm. lines were horrendous, expected but horrendous. And by the time they let like VIP people through and fed them through, you were waiting forever and you really didn't stand a chance. And so like I was waiting in line to take a picture after a panel with Cynthia Bailey, Tamara Judge, Dorit and Kyle Richards, who I'm an unapologetic Kyle fan. I'm sorry. I know she's trouble, but (laughs) I love her. I was five or six people away from getting a picture and she had to leave to go to another panel. And I have never, I've never forgotten it. I still, to this day, am like, remember that time I met Kyle Richards? Oh wait, I didn't. But had I had a better ticket, I would have already been through the line, you know? And so I didn't get a lot of photos and that was probably where I'm like, yeah, I needed to do VIP, but you didn't know. I mean, it was the first one. I didn't know. Right. Okay. But so I would have let's splurged. start saving 2023. Yeah. We're going to be in, hopefully it's still in New York. I worry they're going to move it to LA. New York is a lot easier for me to get to. And I love it more. I mean, I love LA, but like New York is such a special place. So let's, let's do it. 2023. Okay. Back to Atlanta. Yes. What do you make of Drew's antics, including (laughs) apparently, okay, so on Watch What Happens Live, Candy said it wasn't just one bone that she threw at uh, Fatum. (laughs) It was like she had a bag of dog stuff that she was throwing constantly trying to have a moment, and they only showed it once, and it was really annoying to everyone. What do you make of all that? I mean, she's definitely hamming it up for the cameras, obviously, as, as, you know, no surprise. I thought it was... It did not land, but I think that's what makes it even funnier to me sometimes. (laughs) I mean, because you know she was sitting with those bones in her purse the whole weekend just waiting. You know she was just waiting, and that is 
it's corny, but it is so funny. Cause I'm like, how can you be mad at these women? Like they're just, they're attention seekers. That's why they're on this show. So anything less, we'd be disappointed. It, it, it was funny to me. I think it was funnier because it didn't land. And then when she's going, you know, when she's <laughs> woof, woof at her, it was, it was glorious because I'm going Drew, Drew, ma'am, like Drew, you know, but I, I thought it was, it, it was stupidly incredible. I don't know another way to put it. It, it, it I loved it. I'm actually looking at it completely differently after you. Like, I was like, oh, this is stupid. But once I heard Candy say that she was doing it repeatedly, like, yeah. that's actually what I would have wanted to see is but, like everyone's and, reaction to her continuously being like, wah, wah, laptop. And you know it's bad if production, I mean, they love Drew's a punching bag on that show. So you yes. don't, if it was even remotely good or funny, they would have shown the 50 times that it didn't land. So if they, if even production <laughs> cut it out, you know it was bad. <laughs> Which makes me want to see it even worse. You know, I'm like, please release the, you know, release the director's cut. Um, I also just can't get over, and I don't think Marlo planned this, but this gem mining place in Blue Ridge, Georgia, with the Trump 2024 sign, and you've got, like, how many black women walking in, and this guy does not crack a smile, he does uh, not look happy yes. to see them, and it just felt so like okay. I, I felt so, afraid for them. I'm a, I'm glad I was not the only one. I was, it, I mean, I was like covering my eyes watching. It was, I mean, I didn't get like necessarily a, you know, I don't want to jump the gun. I, I, I did not get this like bad vibe from him. Like, oh, they're not safe. They're not whatever. But you would, th even if you're not happy. Be, you know, if I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you just weren't that nice of a person, it wasn't who, who the women were, but I'm going, you're getting free exposure. Bravo's footing the bill for all this. It's a story to tell people, even if you're not going to tell it appropriately, I'm going, crack somewhat of a smile or fake it. But he, right? I mean, he was polite. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ladies. But it was very dry and what I'm like, yeah, I I don't think he's going to be telling the story the same way. The way and it was like story. he signed all the papers to be on camera. It's not like he was caught off guard. They have to go and prep. They do all the lighting. They bring all their boom mics. He knew what was coming, and he's still right. like, what's wrong with you? And then when Kenya was like, oh, sorry, here you go. Like the Trump sign, I, I died. I was like, I was... I was <laughs> We thank her for her service. And I was waiting for him to like, I, I thought, oh, he's going to say something back. Mm -hmm. But luckily I was like, please. I'm like, not that we care for this guy, but I'm like, oh, if you're going to make a, you know, a fool of yourself on national television, don't let it be over a Trump 2024 sign. You know, I'm like anything else. And he didn't seem to be enthused about the gems or <laughs> no. like he was like, they're not even from here. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised he wasn't just like, oh, we buy him on Amazon. You like, know? yeah, that's sort of the vibe I got. That whole thing, it was just like cringy, but, but. It adds to it because you're just, you know, it is cringy. I mean, of course, but like after the fact, after I get through the scene, I'm like, hilarious. You know, just, yeah. I wouldn't expect anything less on these shows. Okay. Speaking of hilarious, we need to make a quick jump to Beverly Hills because Asher singing. 
Christmas carols. Hilarious. I watched it probably like five <laughs> times. It was so funny. I don't know why it was so funny to me. Because it's... It's insane. Because we went from David Foster to... Uh, <laughs> And I'm not knocking Asher. I mean, the guy can. He was good. Yeah. It 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 just. I'm like, I mean, oh, I don't even. I'm I'm speechless. Like, it it was him singing, which I hate when even when they're good. I hate when they sing. Candy could be singing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just I don't like to hear them sing. And it was Erica being drunk and trying to hit the note. And then it's Garcelle who was killing me with her faces looking over at Erica because Erica was acting a fool. It was, again, it was, it was excellence. It was cringe, but it was just housewives excellence. It was. I, is it like an LA thing because so many people are performers that you invite people to a party at your home and then subject them to a mandatory concert? Like, what is this? In what world is that what people are signing up for when they come to your home? It reminds me of when we were kids and like at Thanksgiving or something, we would come up with a play and we would we would practice in the basement and then the it was like getting we were out of the adults way and then at the end of the night we wanted to put on the play for the adults and they had to watch and we held them captive <laughs> you right, know? Right. it felt like that but like he's not 7 years old trying to get the attention you know what i mean like mm-hmm. why it just seems super socially I, awkward to me i think it's an ego thing i think even if they don't have any ill intent with it i think they think i mean maybe not i mean but asher i know he had a hit song back then i i know like when i saw him on the show i'm like i know him but i think they think people would pay money for this and we're giving it to them free like how could they not enjoy it <laughs> Like the audacity to have those thoughts in your head. And (laughs) I think it's that. And then somebody I saw like a a screenshot or something on Instagram or Twitter. And someone's like, you know, is this why Diana joined the show for free publicity? And she commented like, it was a great, it's a, oh, because he, Asher released an album this year. And they're like, did she? join the show for promotion. And she's like, it's a great album. And I'm sure it's fine. Like, you know, I'm also like, I have to remember it's a show. Like these people are going to, if they weren't plugging their stuff, you'd be disappointed. You know, I'm like, like if she by Sheree wasn't using the show for she by Sheree, I'd be like, you're crazy. So the fact that Diana put Asher up to sing, I'm like, yeah, it's cringe and we love it. But I'm like, yeah. The other cringe ego moment was Erica tearfully giving this Mm. monologue to Kathy Hilton about how sorry she was that she didn't attend Paris Hilton's wedding because she didn't want to bring her shame of everything surrounding her to Paris's beautiful day. I was surprised Erica was invited. I mean, more power to you, but I want, oh, like you snagged an invite. Yeah, right? Didn't they shut down like the Santa Monica Pier? And for one of the nights, yeah, I think so. And but I just, I was just, I mean, it really caught me off guard. I was like, Erica was going, but then I'm going. They, I don't, you know, you hate not that these women mean anything, but I'm like, you don't want to be ugly. But I'm like, they don't, they don't not care, but they don't care. I mean, 
Listen, it's Paris Hilton. She didn't have a wedding of 50 people and you were one of 50 and you didn't show up. Right. That's what I think is like the ego thing. Like, I don't think Paris knew that she was invited or that she wasn't there. (laughs) So that's what makes it. That's what makes it so funny. It's like this year. I mean, I get she's apologizing to Kathy, but she's just so over the top. And I appreciated getting tears from her. I did, but it did make me kind of. That's what we got the tears over. Like out of all exactly of all the things. That's what she's crying about. I know. And, and you just, I don't know why I'm always surprised, but then I'm like, how are you so, lack so much self-awareness? But I'm like, but that's why they're on the show. I mean, you don't want a wife that's self-aware, but I'm like, but how? Especially in her situation. I'm like, how? Over and over again, just like Sheree. No, no. Sheree's poor decisions <laughs> are benign, right? Erica's poor decisions hurt people. Right. So, yeah, I I don't understand Kyle's – I mean, I do understand because Kyle's idea of of loyalty and friendship is blind loyalty, as Crystal explained. Um, and I appreciated that from Crystal in the confessional, being like, I disagree with how Kyle views friendship, right? And, and it's so funny that she's like, I don't want to throw around labels like – alcoholic when she was the first person to do it and we didn't hear her say i don't want to throw around labels because i've seen how it hurts but also i don't know there's there's way i I understand like it's a sensitive subject but i think people could just say hey it seems like she at this moment in time has an unhealthy relationship with alcohol it doesn't mean like I don't think it's helpful to label people alcoholics. They have to mm-hmm. decide themselves. Sure. But it's not healthy what's happening. And that's what Garcelle is trying to say. Even if she doesn't have the vocabulary that makes everyone comfortable with it, she's trying to say like, hey, look at that. That's not cute. It's not funny. And it's really potentially dangerous. And why are you pretending like it's not happening? So it's interesting you say that because I've been seeing it from Garcelle in a different way. I'm like when you're talking about like the vocabulary, not to make them happy to me, I'm like, Garcelle's been a little like the way I have been taking it is Garcelle's kind of pushing that narrative of like a problem with it. A problem. Erica does not have a drinking, in my opinion, I'm no, nobody in the scheme of judging this, but Mm -hmm. to me, I think Erica won. Of course, she's drinking more. She's going through a hard time, whether you like her or not. We'd all be drinking, too, if we were going through that. Two, I, I, especially watching Wednesday's episode, I believe there's a little bit of Erica is playing, not playing it up, but she's playing into it for her, the cameras. I don't think she's drinking Ah. anymore. I don't think she's drinking more because she, to do it for TV, but I think she knows, like, I'm struggling and I'm going to show that because that's going to garner me some sympathy or garner me some understanding. But I haven't totally loved how Garcelle's gone about it. She's not wrong, but I, I have taken it as she has a problem with alcohol, a problem. She's not, uh, Erica is not giving me any worry of being an alcoholic. Erica is going through something and obviously is drinking while on medication, which is a huge no, no. But I, I don't know why they're acting shocked about it. And 
don't know. I think they're both going. I think Kyle's defending it when she shouldn't be, but I think Garcelle was going a little. Again, it's not the message; it's the delivery for me. Yeah, and that's, and that's how I feel with really the show and all the shows in general. I'm always like, it's not what you said; it's how you said it. You know, and I'm like, yeah. Mm. No, I agree with the delivery. I think using the term alcoholic is not going to be beneficial for any anyone. Um, but I also view people's like relationship with alcohol as sort of like being a continuum where there's like healthy drinking habits and extremely unhealthy drinking sure, habits sure. and people depending on what's going on in their lives and a variety of other factors can like move along the continuum, you know, even if they don't have like clear diagnosed alcoholism and i feel like just what's going on in her life and these other factors she's like on kind of like moving along the continuum to like an unhealthy place Mm -hmm. where she's doing things that are potentially dangerous for her like when she when i heard she hit her head and vomited and i know that she lives alone like that's scary you know and and that's something that if i was her friend i would be concerned about but using the term alcoholic, just it's one of those terms that's so like a lightning rod that it just makes people not listen to all the other words that you said before or after. So I find it unhelpful, like as a label. Yeah, I kind of yeah. Once the word alcoholic's on, I'm like, yep, I'm checked out. But can I give you my when my un my my take on this Erica falling thing, my unpopular opinion, I believe it. I really am not one. I, I, I will give these women the benefit of the doubt. They could be clearly lying. I'm like, well, there's a chance. Do you find it interesting? And again, she lives alone. We wouldn't know if she wasn't on a TV show anyway, but everything, all these things that happen are always off camera. They're always when no one's around to corroborate her story. You sell us on Tom Girardi, and then the minute you split up, it's all these things. And I believe them. I don't think they had a uh, – all these women have skeletons in their closet, especially with their marriages that they hide. That's here nor there, but I'm just like, of course – and I know this sounds horrible and insensitive, but I believe she probably fell and hit her head and threw up. But I'm like, of course you did when you were by yourself because everything Erica always shares, you can't corroborate. That's true. You know what? That's interesting. It's just, it'd be different if we didn't see her, like, have trouble actually getting up from the couch yeah. and walking oh, around totally. a coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. I know yeah. it happened. I'm I'm not, but it, just like the 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 Tom's car, you know, it snowed Flipping. in Pasadena. His yeah, company. no, well, that I believe you sure. if there was any kind of police report, even if the police said it didn't happen, but there was a report, I'd be like, well, okay, like, there can be different, but it's just everything she says, I'm just going... Ugh, like there's no proof. There's no like, give me something to work with. And I would shut them all up and say, she's not lying, you know, but yeah. I also just thought it was interesting that she was like, I sought psychiatric help because of Amelia gray. Lisa Rinna's daughter told her, <sighs> you know, that was like such a bizarre thing to say because Lisa Rinna's daughters, while they have had, a, you know, role in previous seasons, they've even had confessionals at times, mm-hmm. are nowhere to be found now that there's actually something negative in their life, which is with Amelia, it was breaking up with Scott Disick, 
or I don't know if that's that's probably positive. Um, but with <laughs> Delilah, it was she overdosed on Xanax, right? And right. it was because like it's a complicated thing. Like her doctor actually prescribed her too much, and she became physically dependent, mm-hmm. and that whole thing. But none of that is being discussed, and this is happening at the exact same time around when filming is happening. So it's like, for me, watching Lisa Rinna, and they're all like, be honest, be honest. I get wanting to, like, protect your children if they don't want their personal business out on the show. But then why did you flaunt them when it was convenient? Oh, uh, yeah, now that, now that, yeah, where, yeah. Uh, yeah, like so Kyle like, Richards yeah. has four daughters. They are not part of the storyline. They do not do confessionals. And like, they're just kind of there when filming is happening. If it's something that's family related and then they're not there the rest of the time. But Rinna made a huge deal of her daughters modeling and traveling to Japan together and all of this stuff and Amelia's eating disorder. Like, that was her storyline for years. And now that there's something that they can't craft a good narrative around, it's conveniently off the show. And that's fine. But don't tell everyone else to be honest and transparent when you're not. Mm -hmm. Because we really don't see a lot of Lisa... I mean, outside of her daughter, which okay, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not against if your storyline is your kids or whatever. I mean, yeah. not every wife needs a storyline every season. I hate that argument, especially on Twitter. Well, they don't have a storyline. Sometimes they're just needed, comedic relief or, or what have you. But I, yeah, you just go really. This is the most. It, it, and it's just a perfect time for them to be, even if they're not going to be on the show this season, to talk about them, to bring them up, to share something. And they're not. I'm like, w- it, it, it's fishy. It's it's mm-hmm. questionable. I'm, I just am like, and, and I mean, and Lisa, I think, would admit that she is, she will milk anything for a dollar. And I'm going, and the fact that you're not milking this or even just r- referring to it. it uh, it, yeah, it's questionable. I mean, her daughters probably gave her an ultimatum, or Delilah was like, "This is not going to be on national television. This, this is, is my old- personal problem, and right. I don't and want I, you putting it in my business, you know, out for the world." But then, and I can respect yeah. that if Lisa Rinna did not overstep bounds with everyone else. Exactly, exactly. And tell everyone else when they're not being open and honest. Like that, Her when her and Kyle do that, it's so frustrating because there's so much in their own personal lives that they're not open and honest about, particularly Rinna, more so than oh, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. For sure. I, it, it, it's a, especially for Rinna. And I, and I, Rinna has changed the game for not only Beverly Hills, but for Housewives, I, I think she is, is an important addition. She was an important addition, but the shtick is getting really old. And I have been a Rena fan, not a diehard. I, I think she's really funny. I love sometimes when she can quickly read one of the women, but it is lather, rinse, repeat with Rena. And it's just old. Every season she goes after, you know, five and six, it's Kim. Then it's uh, Dorit. Then it's, uh, Denise, then it's Garcelle, then it's Sutton. At some point, I'm like, mm, the problem's you. Yeah, 
No, and so, I I 100% agree with that. I feel like Rena's also not having fun with it anymore. When she, no, when she was so good, when she started, was because she was laughing in her confessionals yes, and was like, you better yes. believe I'm going to talk about it. And now she's bitter and she's angry and she is like vengeful oh, no. against no. whoever she feels like is not doing what they're supposed to be doing on the show and goes after them. It's mm-hmm. just, and she's not having fun anymore. Right. It, it is, it is purely, and I know it's a job for a lot of these women, but it is purely a rehearsed job for her. And that's where the fun's not there anymore. Totally. And then that preview for next week and she's yelling at Sutton and I'm a get out of my house and then telling her at lunch, you know, people think I'm a bit and Sutton's like, cause you are. And then she has the audacity to make that face. I don't know what you expect from these women to tell you. I know. I know. She's, she's, she's on my list. She needs to go. She's I think done a she great needs job. to go. And it's, I, it's, it, there needs to be fewer of the, f- whatever the Fox force five, because they can't be honest with each other. And oh, that's the problem. And I, I think Kyle is the glue that holds everyone together, but Agreed. she needs a good dose of reality that she holds people to certain standards that she does totally. not hold herself to. And I hope she's learned that from this season and I hope she respects the role that Garcelle and Sutton have on the show and that Kyle is no longer the person, you know, orchestrating everything. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, a couple that I love, truly, and never want to see off my TV are Dorit and PK. And this has been a huge change because when they first were on the show, I mean, I'm telling you, I thought PK was a Shonda, which is... <laughs> Yiddish for basically a Jew who brings shame onto other Jews. <laughs> like, I thought he was awful. I couldn't stand him. And now I love him and I love Dorit. And even there, like, this was such a weird scene where it was like a rehearsed, like, we have to talk about your DUI. Right, right. That it was just like, like in the fact that he was like, I had one glass of wine, like one glass of wine wouldn't make you at your height and weight. Sure. And with a full meal. <laughs> right. Blow like a point oh eight one. Uh-huh. You know, and like, whatever, you know, I, I, I hope that it was a good like lesson for him on that. If I'm going to have a couple drinks, I have to wait a lot longer before I drive. Or and, and just ho- not drive at all. You hope if that's not gonna teach a lesson, you know these. The, and I love the housewives, but they're vain. So you would hope, like the fact that it's being discussed on national television. That's it. That's you it. Up, you know, and that it was in the Daily Mail, and that it happened right <laughs> after the break in, and that it was something that upset his wife. That should be enough, you know, because clearly the fact that they could have he could have harmed other people on the highway like that sure. doesn't oh, stop anyone from doing this, which is no, of course. sad. <laughs> Right. You know, it's like, is that like the fact that you could harm an innocent person is apparently not right. enough to get people That's to stop enough, drinking but, and driving. <laughs> but the fact that you have discussed it on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, he's like, oh, God, I'll never do it again. <laughs> um, he's lucky it didn't end up on Radar Online. Yeah. <laughs> we would have heard about that for the next two seasons, you know? Oh, man. But I'm glad that she called him on his bullshit and was like, you only told me because you needed me to pick up your car. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Yeah. It's I I, I think they're I don't know. I used to think that they weren't really in love and it was all an act. And after enough years, I feel this weird thing where like they really love each other. 
they have they have grown on me. I don't think Dorit is necessary to the cast. I think she'd be a great friend. Friend, yeah. But but she makes me laugh. I I I think there is and and PK makes me laugh. I think there's something fishy about him. Of course. Um, he I, like made a billion dollars and lost it all, and is like made money like <laughs> super fishy. You've never really struggled, and then you know knowing you know apparently that house when they when they came on the show that house they were in apparently they were renting it or living there free so it wasn't even theirs you know when they tried to make this whole like we're selling the house because blah 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 i'm like it's not yours and <laughs> but that kind I, of stuff I, makes me laugh i don't know why yeah like, when they're dressed as the hamburglar it was at last season and it's just like these two like grifters like it's just so entertaining to me i know and i'm like i know they're not that smart to even play into it so it was even better because i'm like you know it wasn't on purpose, but I have a, I have a unpopular opinion. I totally believe I, I, you know, you see all this disgusting Dorit's robbery was fake. It was, you know, that's disgusting to me because if you're ever even going to lie about that and involve your kids in it, like you have a special place in hell, you know, but it's where they don't do themselves favors is you have this robbery. You're obviously going to get insurance money. And then all of a sudden it comes out that PK has paid off a bunch of these major debts. I'm like, even if it's coincidence, I'm like, you couldn't have waited. Because, of course, now I'm looking at it like, huh. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Oh, yeah. So apparently, yeah, the robbery happened. You know, people were saying it's staged, which horrible. I don't believe that. And then, of course, you're going to get insurance money. And especially then they have all these expensive things. And then supposedly, and again, I don't, I didn't go and research if this was a hundred percent factual, but it was making the rounds that he paid off all these big debts he's had, which are no knowledge. And I'm like, again, probably you don't get that much from insurance, though. No, it was just timing. I'm like, oh, it just doesn't. And again, you you probably don't plan for that, but I'm like, oh, PK, like you're not helping the you're not helping the naysayers, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I insurance stuff usually takes forever so who knows about that one um then Sutton gets COVID and is alone on Christmas and I don't know why but I felt like this was the most relatable storyline to to hear a woman who is terrified of being alone and then forced to be alone on On the one holiday Uh that you don't want to be alone on Mm -hmm. and it was just to hear her talk about it and like it is so vulnerable to be sick and alone it's such a scary thing and i appreciated her talking about it and i loved the scene with her date i can't just the fact she kept calling him sanjit like it's so obvious his name is sanjit i don't (laughs) i don't even know what to say (laughs) i am a slutton for sutton I just, I love her. She's so quirky and she's not what you expect on Beverly Hills, but she's filthy rich. She's really coming to her own with her opinions. And the date was, uh, it was, I, I would watch a, I mean, she and Garcelle, I would watch a dating show with them. Me too. I would love I would it. watch any, I would watch any show with them. I love the most unexpected friendship. But then it's not really unexpected because when you, you know, they're both single moms, both, you know, went through these 
big divorces, you know, Garcelle, you know, her obviously being a famous actress and he cheated on her and Sutton, you know, her husband's got more money than God intended. And, and, and they I, share custody still with these men yeah, that had yeah. wronged them, you know? I, yeah. I love them. And I, I love Sutton is just uncomfortably quirky that I, I cringe, but I just smile. The cat sweater. Uh, uh, perfection. I mean, what was Joshua thinking, the, <laughs> her assistant, when she, they were trying to figure out what to wear, and then she was, settles on a cat sweater? <laughs> it was probably his sweater. You know he loved that sweater. Oh, know? my gosh. I mean, I, yeah. So funny. Just everything, sharing the reading glasses, everything about that date. And Sanji <laughs> seemed so lovely. I know. Like he was on Jeopardy. Like, come on. This is this is a good guy. And he went out with her even after they all FaceTimed him. Uh-huh. No, you know, it, it was um... just, I was like, I am here for this. I am totally here for this. And I love that she did it on TV. Because, you know, it's 10 times more awkward. It is. on TV. She's going, oh, I'm so uncomfortable because, the... no, you're uncomfortable because it's, you know, a date on television. But thank you. You know, like, thanks for letting us go along. She's, uh, she's just so interesting to watch um and especially now because she she's really not backing down to people now she did admit the you know i'm 95 percent guilty in this with her argument diana i'm like no do i know. not do not claim that but but hey she knows how to keep it going but i i have really enjoyed watching her find her voice because i'm like yeah like you need to you need to, because I'm a total pushover in, in in life, and I hate it. And so recently, I've been trying to be like, no, I'm gonna say. So watching her doing it, I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, totally. And what I still am kind of shocked by is how much what she said about Erica is still like hanging over all of them this season. They're still not over the fact that she had the audacity to ask questions and to bring up what's in, you know, articles that are written by really accomplished reporters right. that did right. in-depth research. These right. are, This is not Radar Online. This is not the Daily Mail. These are, like, incredible reporters from the LA Times and she had good questions and they I think they thought she broke a code like we don't talk about each other's business we don't talk about each other's lawsuits and she's like I didn't sign up for that code no one gave me a heads up I'm gonna ask what I see as being inappropriate or weird or I'm gonna ask questions and it definitely was interesting to me to see Erica and Garcelle go to dinner and Erica say, oh, Sutton's a liability, and she knows what she's doing. Like, as if she's doing things to get on the audience's side on purpose and churn the audience against us, as if Erica's actions don't speak for themselves. Women should be worried. You're on a show that the basis is you're hanging out with other wealthy women flaunting your wealth and drama. That's why we watch the show, and you can't you can't fathom why Sutton would be worried and spoke to a lawyer or whatever do you think any of these women want to be dragged into a lawsuit that is dealing with I know everybody orphans and widows with orphans and widows of plane crash victims and and not even just those victims all these people that had you know had retained services at the Girardi law firm and lost all their money to, 
you think they want to be associated with that at all because guess what they don't and then some of them probably have skeletons in their closet they don't need dragged out by going into the court system you know and i'm just like the fact that they think that's so crazy boggles my mind it's wild i mean the court found that those earrings that Erica had mm-hmm. were bought with money that was not hers or Tom's. And she's been asked to turn them over. And a and judgment has been found that she's supposed yes. to turn them over. And she's still appealing. Like, what's the point? I get fighting in court for things that you think are yours. This is not a fight to hold. Like, why do you, why do those earrings matter? It's just material. If I had something that was bought with money that was stolen, like the first thing I would do was give it up. You wouldn't have to take me to court for it. I don't understand how she doesn't get. It's not okay. I think in a twisted way, and it it, it does not hold hold, it does not hold up in a court of law, obviously. But I think in a twisted way, Erica wants those earrings because if she can get claim to them, she's going to sell them. I mean, to her, as twisted as it sounds. Yeah. That is one of her few lifelines she has left. But, and she knows, yeah. obviously, they have kind of like you said, they have proven Tom didn't buy them. She didn't, or, or you know, they, they were bought with money that was neither of theirs. But she's grasping at straws, and it's wrong. And, and of course, sane people like you and I are going to go, what are you fighting for? But she's desperate. She's dead. I mean, I part of me thinks that she's like, the reason I was married to him was for material stuff. And if you take the material stuff away, then it means that my entire marriage meant nothing because Mm -hmm. I was only married for these things. And that was the deal. You can't take these things away from me. That's why I agreed to be with you. And it's like, hey, that's no longer... (laughs) Like I don't know. Like You made a deal with the devil. You did. And, you know, now you want to go back? Come on. You don't get to. She thinks she's sitting there saying, I think she's, I'm one of the few, I I believe she loved him. I I know it's a weird marriage, but I. Oh, I think that's possible for sure. I don't think. Now, do I think she would have been with the exact man if he didn't have money? No. No, that's the point. Wrong with that to a degree. I think if people are up front like, hey, I want a man with money. I don't think that's wrong. I mean, don't we all? So, but I think, yeah, I I think she, especially now is going, I stuck by you, even if I wasn't happy the whole time. And this is how you're repaying me. And I can't even keep anything. Yeah. She's, she's grasping her mind. That's she's she's the one that's the ultimate victim, not the people who've had money stolen from them after they had Mm -hmm. horrible things happen to them already. So it's just the fact that she can't get her own victimhood Mm -hmm. out of the way is so infuriating to watch. Because I I wonder if deep, deep, deep down, I mean, Erica's cold and whatever, but that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's a caricature too. Like she is cold, but she's playing it up for a show. But I, I, I just find it hard to believe that Erica doesn't, like, do you think Erica doesn't care? Like, I think she cares, but she's, like you said, so wrapped up in this I'm the biggest victim mentality that, you know, she can't, yeah, she can't get out of her own way. Like, I don't think Erica's not sensitive to the, or not, not immune to the fact that, like, there are literally, again, orphans and widows that are, that are needing, but she's like, 
yeah, them, but why not me too, you know? Yeah, I think it's sort of, she goes back to sort of like the rules of politics and that you can never (laughs) show vulnerability. You can never admit that you're wrong because once you do it once, then they're going to apply it to everything. And it's frustrating to watch because if she was just a little bit more honest and vulnerable and said, you know what? I didn't know that all this stuff was going on and I feel terrible. I don't really want to give up my lifestyle though. This is, this is hard for me to give up this Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Like, that would be more understandable. Mm -hmm. But to watch her just like dig in her heels and proclaim innocence for absolutely everything and never acknowledge that she's made a mistake is, you know. Yeah, it's where she loses everybody. Exactly. And it's just funny that people are so intense on going after her. I mean, there is another lawsuit, a couple lawsuits filed. And I think some of the people get into conspiracy you know, territory on on social media, going mm-hmm. after Erica, trying to find things that really aren't there with true evidence. But it's just funny that then we've got Jen Shaw, who is a convicted felon, right? Mm-hmm. She pled guilty to federal crimes, mm-hmm. and yet people aren't that angry with her. And she did steal money, and she mm-hmm. did have that money on her, and she hid it. Because she acted like she, oh, I don't have any money to pay my lawyers. Well, where's that $6.5 that you're turning over to the court immediately coming (laughs) from? Right. So it's just, I think it's just Erica being so, I don't know, she's just so unlikable. (laughs) Yeah, and we've had, and there's a longer, there's that longer history of. That's it. Of, you know, Erica has given us, what, since season six? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this, this cold demeanor and. And there's truth to it. I mean, you're not going to play that that role if there's no. But so now she needs sympathy, and I mean, she deserves a little. But I'm like, and eh, I don't know. Yeah, Jen, Jen's horrible, but she's two seasons into a reality show that we eat up, and yeah, there was a spectacle to it because she's denying it, but she's and, and Erica's just like, well, I don't know why you would think that's like, well, people think that because fair or not yeah you're not likable so they're not going to really give you the benefit of the doubt it's not right but it's human it is nature what it is, you know? You know? yeah yeah um anything else on beverly hills before we scanter across to dubai what's your take on what do you make of crystal and the uh i know it's kind of old news in the world of the season but the the what sutton said was dark oh i think it's um <laughs> This is like so sad. I think it's a generational divide. Like I think what Sutton said that was dark was that she was talking about all her kids' friends and she said one of them was Chinese. And I bet Crystal knew deep down that that child was Asian, but maybe not Chinese. Yeah. You know, and that that is a dark thing there. Or or, I don't know if dark is the right word, but that's like a shitty thing to say, Mm -hmm. especially to someone who is Chinese, like to, right. you know, um, but then she, there are certain things that are done that like you and me, because of the generation that we're in, we're like, oh, you don't do that. And then people who are maybe 15 years older than us are like, it was an honest mistake. You right. know, like, like what we call racism, other people call honest mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I do think so much of it is generational because Garcelle is even excusing some of it, being like, well, I dealt with real racism and that's mm-hmm. not intentional. And so the intent behind it, 
I, I do feel like for a certain generation of people, and uh, my dad and stepmom are included, they feel that for something to be racist, it has to have racist intent. Mm-hmm. And sure. I think our generation and younger has been taught that intent isn't necessarily like you can be racist unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And, it's that inherent prejudice. Yeah, yeah. And systems can be racist intentionally or mm-hmm. unintentionally, like sure, by design. Sure. And so I do think that all of these women tend to be older than Crystal. And I think mm-hmm. that she's some sort of young, woke, kind of like super sensitive person. Oh, right. Of course. You know, and I do, I do think that maybe the word wasn't actually the most descriptive to describe mm-hmm. what it was. But, and she, you know, you can't bring up something and then not actually say it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's where she made a mistake on television for this show. Like, that's where she made a mistake. But I do think it's like some people view things as not that bad and other people view those same things as like very egregious. And a huge part of it, I think, Mm -hmm. does have to do with how you were raised and when you were raised. Right. But that I could be completely wrong. That's no, just... I agree because I think, and I and and you know, I think Sutton has made a good point, especially after last season and the reunion. She's like, "Hey, you know, I'm older, but I can learn." You know? Yeah, I like that you know, she said that. Especially with the I don't like, like I don't. I, I'm just not one. These people can do stuff. They're gonna mess up. We've all messed up. But yeah. Sutton's like, "Hey, I didn't see color. I I believed I was right when I said that." but I get where it's hurtful and I've changed. Like I, Sutton does what a lot of these women or it's not even just this show. It's reality shows and life in general, really they own it and are like, Hey, I can change my mindset. You know, like I can see where I was right. Even though I had the best of intent, yes. you know, I can see where I was wrong and I'm changing. And I think Sutton really, really showed like, that's the right way to do it. Like, you can be defensive and cry and be upset. That's human nature. You'd question if she wasn't, but hey, I I, I see the error in my ways. I've been taught, and I'm going to do better. And I think she has, you know. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, but I don't like how the women tend to, particularly like Kyle and mm-hmm. Dorit, sort of diminish Crystal's feelings. Yeah, as like she's too she's some woke millennial. She's too sensitive. But Crystal doesn't do herself any favors because she's not explaining how she's feeling and why she's feeling the way she is because she's not telling us exactly, you know. Crystal strikes me a little – I liked her her first season. She's kind of – I'm on the fence with her this season. I don't dislike her, but I'm not in love. But she strikes me as a little – like silently judgy, like she'll, she'll say all this stuff and like, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't respect my feelings, which they're not. I mean, Kyle's not having a great season in general and she's, you know, kind of showing her ass as, as are the other women with how they handle crystal. But I'm also like, yeah, but then you say these things later and I'm like, "Mm, like you're just as bad in a different way, you know? Yeah. I think it's, all of them could improve. And I think, you know, um, I think Crystal, if you really were to ask her, would be like, yeah, I'm not perfect either. Like I'm not, but she does give sort of this air of that. She is perfect and she Mm -hmm. handles things appropriately and it's everyone else that hasn't caught up. So 
I don't know. I do think a lot of it is a generational divide. And it's interesting because they're not that far apart in age. Like Crystal's maybe 38, 39. And, you know, Sutton's like 50. Like that's not a huge gap. But And her husband's older. You know, Rob's mm-hmm. older. So you wonder like, and again, not there, it's not to say everybody in that generation has those mindset, but you just wonder like, oh, well, maybe Rob's just one of those ones that doesn't, so she hasn't dealt with it at home. Or yeah, it, it, it's just a an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, like the the race stuff on Beverly Hills definitely needs to be part of the reunion conversation mm-hmm. because the mistakes that Diana has made need to oh, be discussed yeah. mm-hmm. and the um basically Lisa Rinna being like she can't critique Garcelle without being called racist it I don't know all of it just needs to be discussed in the open yeah and it's interesting it just feels like some of these women are comfortable talking about race and some are just like you can't do it at all and then you've got Mm -hmm. someone like Sutton who's stumbling through it but trying Right. And at least it's honest. At least she's... At least it's honest. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a lot with Dubai. But <laughs> first of all, this week I had a tweet get a little attention because Sarah Almaty asked a question on Twitter, which was basically, why is everyone upset that I have an honorary PhD? Yes. I mm-hmm. gave four TEDx talks and I did X, Y, and Z. Yes. And it's like, that's great, Sarah. That does not make you a doctor. And she's going around being introduced at Global Citizen as Dr. Sarah Almaty. She is doctor in her Instagram bio, like in her title. She on the Bravo website is mentioned as Dr. Sarah Almaty. She does not have a doctorate. Oh, my God. This is so wild that she doesn't get how like obnoxious that is i yeah i don't i mean it's an honorary doctorate (laughs) be proud of it be proud of it i mean there's nothing i don't even really mind if you use it maybe for some i don't know i don't think you should use it period that's just my personal opinion but you know, who's to say if I didn't have an honor or doctorate, I wouldn't be walking around as Dr. Sanford, you know, like, but I, uh, I think she's, she doesn't get, she, she's looking at it as an overall, like, I don't see why people care. People don't care. It's how you're using it. I think maybe if you want to use it like on your LinkedIn and maybe like at a big talk, I don't know. It, no, you don't get introduced as doctor when you're not a doctorate. Like yeah. you've not boast done the course about it. Yeah, but, you've not done the f- however many years yeah, of schoolwork. Yeah. You've not defended a dissertation three times. Mm-hmm. Like giving a TEDx talk does not a doctor make. So I just, and the thing is, Great. the reason she wants to be called doctor is so that people treat her as if she knows more than them. Right. right because she's kind of her, her whole, her whole role on this show so far has kind of been this, you know, kind of almost self-help guru oh, slash, mean. you know, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's fine if that's what you want to do, but yeah, it's, it's, she's, she's using it as like fuel for the fire of like, well, I'm qualified. Well, mm, 
I know. I know. It's yeah. like you're not qualified to give counseling information. You're not qual- you're like, but you want everyone to think that you are. And you so know people are going to, you know, people are going to eat it up too. Yeah. And so I'm glad like Brooks was like, drop this whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, but Brooks at the same time is just like this whole fight is, Ooh. is, Ooh. <laughs> I feel like it's, um, what is that like intent versus like, I don't think Sarah intended to hurt Brooks. No, no, but no, no, no. that was what happened. And so she should apologize for, even though she didn't have the intent, like intent versus impact. Like she should mm-hmm. apologize for the right. impact her statements had. But Brooks is like not <laughs> letting go of this. She's like a dog with a bone. She's like Drew, just not letting uh-huh. it go. <laughs> like just want, um, she's not attending a friend's wedding. Over wedding it. over this. This is insane. It's insanity. It drives me nuts just in a production standpoint. I'm like, they should force them to be there, you know? And I wouldn't want to miss a wedding like that. You know, it's going to be good. Right? I, Brooks is a roller coaster that I'm trying to figure out when to get off. Um, when they were previewing the show, like before Dubai premiered, she wasn't, I don't know, maybe, and this sounds horrible and vapid but maybe just like based on looks she just looked a little i don't know like matronly i know that's horrible i don't i don't know how she just didn't impress me like first first impression i was just like okay and then she came on the show and i'm like oh perfect housewife messy beautiful delusional i was really at the first reps i was like she's a nut job i love her and now i'm like uh, like she needs to dial it back about 18 notches you know i feel like the we could do weird. without brooks and nina i love nina nina i think is so st- and i and and, and uh, again vapid nina is so beautiful to me she is i was watching wednesday's episode and i'm just like uh, like she is beautiful but i'm trying to give them i have always said with especially housewife our perception and and opinions on these housewives would be so different if they released housewives like a Netflix show where they release it all at once. Because I think we have time to like, stu- oh, I, yeah, I think housewives would change. Would it would do an a, a, a 180 if they released the seasons all at once. Okay, so here's an example of where I think that is true. I watched Miami all at once over December, Mm -hmm. January, Mm -hmm. and I was not as impressed with Leah Black. Everyone was obsessed with Leah Black when it was airing, but when I watched the whole thing together, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about her. I mean, she's great for the TV and for the drama, but she's not someone that I, like, love, you know? yeah. And so I, I think that that could be the case. I think with Nina, I'm just annoyed at hearing her talk about her dad and her. And I feel like bad that it's all happening. It's just it's not a it's party. Not when I want to hear, I guess. Yeah. And we're also not seeing it. So it's like you're just talking at the camera about your dad being sick, but we don't really know who your dad is. We've never seen you interact with him. Sure. I know it's, it must be like so difficult. It just feels like I am the therapist watching her and she's in like the chair telling me about her problems right, right. and i'm like this isn't why i watch this even though i like on a personal level it's the most relatable i feel oh, to anyone <laughs> it's like how she is about her husband and her dad and in general like what COVID has done like that's how i feel 
all the time. And I'm pretty, I'm, I have just been COVID. I have just been very sensitive with people that are like, when, like, I, I, I don't, I don't have sympathy if you don't want the vaccine and, and that's just, you know, just my opinion. And, but with her, I, she loses me because I'm like, I feel for you. And I can't imagine, but you're out at these big events, these big parties, and you're, you say your husband almost died of COVID. Now your dad's in the hospital and you're just kind of out and about no mask. And I, and I get it. You're on a show and we don't want to see the masks, but I'm just like, I, 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 I can't do both. I either need you to take your rich self and fly to Austin and be with them. Or I need you. I don't mind that you talk about it. I'm not. Yeah, heartless, I don't think she it, was I, able to like the rules. And, and, in yeah, the I, UAE yeah. were in, insane. Like, I don't think even her husband got sick in the UAE necessarily. Yeah, I figured. I figured because I'm going, she's that rich and she's not flying Austin. Like, she's not doing it to be selfish, you know? No, the rules there are very crazy. So if her husband got sick, I feel like it was like he traveled and came back. Mm -hmm. And like, the rates there were incredibly low Mm -hmm. because they have this like extremely stringent um, everything. It's just like a very crazy like, and I think was, because yeah. Dubai is so different, we almost not that not that you want a history lesson watching a, a, a Bravo Housewife show, but that would change the perception because now that you said that, I'm going. I mean, and I knew I knew deep down she could go to to Austin or or here to Texas wherever he is, she would. It wasn't you know, but I'm if you knew that you'd go oh because then I'm sitting there going you're crying over it, but then you're doing everything not to protect yourself. But when you make that point of like their numbers have been low because of A, B, C, and D, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's not as heartless or as careless. And you they're know, pretty much always outside to like, right. it's very different than like the Beverly Hills cast, which is like dropping like flies, <laughs> you know, and like basically being filmed around the same time. So sure. I feel bad about it. It's just, I haven't learned anything else. And then the scene with her yelling at her husband about the construction <laughs> know, was like really man. annoying to watch. So she hasn't given me anything thus far sure, that sure. besides how pretty she is, that has made me <laughs> invested in and her. That's, that's fair. Totally. I get it. Totally. And Brooks is just annoying because Ooh, yes. she's like, but maybe we need her for the drama. I don't know. Um, I pretty much don't love anyone but Chanel Ayan. That's who I love. And Carolyn Stanbury is interesting because she thought that she would be the center of everything. Oh. And it's definitely not her. It's Chanel Ayan. She and has, she knows it. Stanbury has met her match with these women. But but I but again, Stan, if you, did you watch Ladies of London? I a long time ago and not the whole thing. So Caroline was still is, but was great TV, but she was great TV because she was a bully. And so, and I know that's, you know, the trigger word for all these women, but she was a bully. And those women wanted to be respected by Stanberry because she was, you know, this London elite. And that's great. I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. I believe Stanberry was sold on this show. I think she has potential to be a good housewife. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she's a flop of a housewife, period. But she thought she would waltz in there and just shut these women down. And they have some strong personality women on the show that are like, nope, no, thank you. Yeah. And I think Sterling has stumbled and stumbled. And she's getting there, but she 
she has stumbled and Sergio does not help her case. <laughs> oh my God, Sergio. I want to know. I'm never going to get over him. Just in general, as a human intro? being. Like, why was he not? I'm tired. I can appreciate a husband. I'm tired. He is in every scene with her. And yeah, and he's not letting her be on her own ever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't think I'm ever going to get over how little he understands about human reproduction. <sighs> like, when he said, take <laughs> it out, I. I and put it in someone else i paused to rewind i was like there's no way oh he thinks no way oh he believes and then when i heard it again i went oh and you know those women you know lisa was sitting there like oh lord have mercy like it was so awful and if he's interested in having a child with a 46 year old woman then he needs to understand what the limitations are and you know, yeah, I'm glad that Carolyn's doctor said she could carry a baby. But if Carolyn's doctor doesn't have her medical <laughs> records right, for her right. first pregnancies where totally. it wasn't going well, then he doesn't know that she's at risk for, you know, preeclampsia, that right, she right. had elevated blood pressure throughout the pregnancy, you know, like all of that. And I, my problem yeah. with Caroline, too, is my two least favorite housewife storylines and it's going to make me sound so awful, but our, our marriage and children and babies, because it's always the women that shouldn't be getting married to the man they're about to marry that use that make their storyline, their marriage. And it's always the women that are never going to have a baby use their short, like Tamara and at, remember Astro Tamara was never going to have another baby. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. She wasn't. And that's okay. Don't make it a storyline. And so with Melissa Gorga, Melissa Gorga, which she's just lucky she's still on the show. And I I just feel with Caroline, for me, she's already stumbled. And I don't want to watch them fight every single second of every single episode. But she she has stumbled because she has met her match with these women, which is fine. We love to watch these women kind of own her. But I'm like, uh, it's hard because Caroline's so that's not what she expected. But what are your storylines this season? You're getting married. Well, I don't care about the weddings. You've already been married, and and you are marrying Sergio, who's just annoying. I know he means well, and he loves her, but it's cringe because I'm like, he loves her a lot more than she loves him. Well, and, and he's like a child. Talking, it's like yes. she is the mother and he is the child. Like that is the relationship. It feels like it doesn't feel like they're on equal footing, and it's super awkward. And then him bringing up the how his dad offered to pay if he didn't get married. Well, yeah, it's funny. And then when people are using it against you, you're like, well, no, that's not what it, you can't. It, it, to me, that's like a Marlo thing. You threw it out there for, for dramatic effect. Now people are reacting to it. You don't like the reaction. You're like, well, no, 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 no. That's not how it is. And then the baby thing, I just, I, I, I'm sorry. I think if you want a child, there's that, go for it. it. It just something about the child storyline when you know, I mean, and Caroline might have a baby, don't get me wrong, but yeah. when you know it's more chance of no than yes, I'm just, it's like yawn, fast forward. I, well, it's like, don't you think you would have gone through all of this stuff prior to getting mm-hmm. engaged mm-hmm. and married? Like mm-hmm. letting him know, mm-hmm. like, let's try. It may not work. We also if, live right. in a place where we don't have as many options because surrogacy is not an option so here. That and me. yeah. Yeah, that didn't shock me at all. It's surrogacy wasn't an option in New York State when Ben Cohen 
Andy Cohen's son was born that he had to get a surrogate in California. Oh, sure. yeah, so like true. <laughs> if, if the U S is behind on it, like there's no way that other places are, you know, like Dubai, they, they're, they're a little archaic with some of the stuff. And um, as are we, right? Like we're oh, not absolutely. great with IVF and reproductive options, especially sure. at this moment in time. With, yeah, we're not great with things. But um, the other thing that I just feel like was a flop was Carolyn making a big deal of Ayan dressing as her with a veil. Oh, my God. She One, didn't have a no, veil. Where was the veil? She didn't dress as her. If you don't want people to look like you on the weekend of your wedding, don't ask them to wear white to your party, period. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, period, dot, exactly. I... I can give 1% understanding to Stanberry because I on, I don't think, I mean, anybody with two working eyes would know, like, I don't know if it was, if it hadn't been a, like, what well, I mean, I don't know what you call that. Like, uh, it, was it a bodysuit? I mean, is that what, what Ion was wearing? Like, I don't work, you know, it was like a leotard thing with a It was a like cape. shorts. Yeah, it, it was very, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, if she had worn that outfit and it was a true dress, yes. I would have said, ma'am, because I mean, we all know, and Ion would admit it if she's trying to be, I mean, she loves the attention and she admits it. So I'm like, I could have gotten it. Maybe from a distance, I could see Caroline going, really? Like Ion? Like, I get it. There's history between them of not liking each other. So at first I thought, okay, you can think that. But then once you saw the truth and then you're continuing it, you're the rudest wedding guest. Give me a break. You wore these. Uh, give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah. I I just need a break from. I, I Dubai is just. I'm going to give it a little bit of a pass because honestly, the first season of The Real Housewives of Potomac wasn't really doing it for me right. either. And, and it is now mm-hmm. my favorite franchise. Top tier, uh, same. Yeah. So I believe there is options to correct the course i think they need different b-roll footage i want to see people that actually are moving around in dubai if they Mm -hmm. can't do that i don't know if it's worth shooting there because we're seeing this like sanitized version where you don't see anyone outside of the cast it's Mm -hmm. as if no one lives in the city as if it's a ghost city and they're just showing this like b-roll footage of it's just it's weird it's like what does it look like on the street what do the cars look like what are the people crossing the street like we don't see any of that and that's what i'm interested in in addition to watching these women and hopefully this gets a good reception in dubai and they realize that this is good for their tourism and hopefully all the covid rules which were extremely strict there um ease up a little so you know People can do what they want, and we can get good good TV. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed the season. I, I don't think it's it's been amazing, but I I have really so secret. I, Beverly Hills is my top favorite. It's always been my favorite. I Beverly Hills Twitter has gotten so toxic that I've muted the hashtag, and it has changed the way I watch the show mm. because you don't see all the and I'm and I'm cool for for for. Uh, negative opinions or, or people, whatever, but it gets so nasty that I just muted it. And I have enjoyed Beverly Hills so much more in Dubai. 
at one time I thought I had muted the hashtag because I wasn't seeing a lot of tweets, you know, and then I'm like, no, I didn't mute it. It just hasn't been. I've enjoyed it, and I think I'm just giving it that. I'm just trying to watch it for what it is, entertainment, and I'm also – it's that first season jitters. I'm like, they'll work out the kinks. They're obviously filming somewhere they've never filmed before, which, like you said, has stricter COVID protocols and stricter rules and things they can and cannot do. Kind of like you saw where the producer – where Sarah and um, Brooks, Brooks were yelling, yelling at each other mm-hmm. and the producer's like, hey, 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 and you're like, what's that about? You know, and so obviously there's things at play, but I think they could, they could, I think it'll, it, it's been a good launching pad. I, I, I don't think it's been a terrible season. I have enjoyed it at, at face value, but I think with some tweaks, it could really, But I think they I think they relied heavy on Stanberry and she hasn't delivered what they thought. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to make a few tweaks. It'll be so much more watchable. And I think they could bring in some new people. I want to see a little bit more authentic friendship. It seems like Lisa and Ayan are actually friends. It doesn't feel like anyone else is actually friends. When you see Carolyn with the other woman, it's so like it feels like they're just casual friends that they've met at parties, but not people that actually know each other's families. And it just doesn't feel as like an authentic friend group. And when you started watching Potomac, even though I didn't think the first season was amazing, it did feel like an authentic group of friends that went back farther with a few new people like Ashley right. thrown in the mix. Right. Cause you had Sharice and Robin with the, the NBA connection and Giselle and, and Robin had been friends and Karen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, I think they, I, I liked the first episode of Dubai when they kind of explained the relationships, even though they weren't that deep, I thought, Oh, that's kind of fun. Like, it's just kind of, it was different. I just, I, I, I could appreciate like, Oh, they're kind of explaining like, you know, uh, Lisa and I on are close and Nina knows Stanberry and Sarah's new. It was kind of fun, but it's like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta work to improve it. And there hasn't been a lot of that, but I'm seeing a lot of Ion and Lisa versus everyone lately. So I'm like, oh, that could be detrimental to them down the road. Right. Cause you we know, when these, you know, when two, yeah. when it's two against the rest, it never works out, you know? Yeah. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. If there's anything you want to plug, go ahead and plug it. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Warthog Barbie. And if you're interested in, I don't even know how many years ago, what the first BravoCon, all our pictures and stuff we took, or this upcoming years, you can follow that on Instagram at BravoCon1. Um, we all the first BravoCon logged in and took pictures at all the events we were at split up and tried to post stories and, and whatnot. And they will be doing, um, the same this year and probably some giveaways. We did some giveaways the first year that were really fun. And, um, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be posting on that. Even if we're not there, we'll be helping, um, do all that. So, oh, Oh, well, I'm sad you're not going, so I can't live vicariously through you. But 2023, we're going to be there. Well, you will be there. No one better get married. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on, and we'll have to talk again soon. Yes, thanks, Maddie. Loved it. Thank you.